0: Going on, welcome back to the Rockman Power Hour, a podcast where we talk to the most interesting people in the world of pop culture, and uh, we are here this week talking about a new film that's coming out called Sweetwater, which I think you're going to find very, very interesting, and which touches on a story that is very, very significant. If you are a fan of basketball, if you're a fan of civil rights, and if you're a fan of just feel good stories, I think you're going to really, really enjoy this. But before we go too far, let's welcome my co-host Ryan Stick. Ryan, how are you? I'm good, man.
1: I uh I'm in a feel-good mood just based on watching this film. Did you like the movie? Oh, absolutely. And uh I you know what's something funny about me, Rockman. I hate sports. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy watching them, but I do like dabbling in them, you know, with some with some friends. Yeah. But I also love, and I mean love. Sports films. Yeah, Love me too. Them. Me too. Tell me to watch them on TV. I'm like, go, at, no. <laughs> yeah. But if, uh, you know, watch it professionally, no. Watch a movie about it, yes. Yeah, like, you absolutely. know, absolutely.
0: I know. Remember the Titans, the Mighty Ducks, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. Rudy. Uh, mm. the longest yard there's so many of there's one uh,
1: the
2: North-
0: sand lot oh, amazing God. And, and that's not even about they barely
1: play the game in it it's yeah, more it's, it's mostly about the friendship that the game gravitates towards yeah. and stuff it's it's incredible
0: um there's an old school one with Nick nolte I don't know if you' maybe you haven't seen it or maybe you have seen it. it's called North Dallas mm. 40. Um, no, but I will check it out now. Would, I, I can lend it to you. You really, really like it. Actually, imprint films put it out uh, mm. I don't know, a couple maybe a year ago, not even a year ago, like the last six months. But there's nothing yeah. quite like a feel-good sports film um or a documentary. Like I love documentaries on 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 sports teams, but I, I I'm like you. Like I, I yeah, I, I've played sports, like I played football when I was younger. I, I have an appreciation for sports. I'll go see a sporting event, but it's not the kind of thing you know, with the exception of NFL playoffs and of course combat sports which you know Mm. you have you come from a such you come from such an incredible pedigree of combat sports and you fucking have no interest in it which is a crime but (laughs) (laughs) haven't you ever seen the movie where it's like you know
1: here's the son that like didn't follow in the father's footsteps and you know and then the father gets murdered and it's like it's up to you to avenge his death and Uh you know I have yet of a need of a montage in my life, but I'm assuming that I'll step up to the play when that happens.
0: Well, like, but, and uh, please no. do not will into existence. No. The
1: murder of Phil. <laughs> no, no, please don't kill my dad because <laughs> I am not, I am not good at montages and I'll miss them some.
0: So just to give people a bit of a, a, um, a bit of a, uh, a, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know a bit of context. We're talking about Ryan's dad is uh, is an old school martial artist. Your dad yeah. was, I think, your dad was responsible for bringing Bra- Brazilian jiu jitsu to Canada. He was part of it. He was part
1: of it. Yeah, like uh, and uh, capoeira and like he was like one of those guys where uh, in martial arts he was before the co- the term was coined mixed martial arts. Right. It was just kind of like he was very curious, yeah. and uh, you know, one one system wasn't enough because systems are fascinating, and he wanted to learn more. It, despite the fact that even his one of his first teachers kind of kicked him out of his class because he wanted to learn other instru- disciplines, say instruments. I'm like, that's my deal. It, 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 I'm like, I'm trying to, I'm straight. trying to imagine, like, you're a bass player and that's it. You want to touch those drums? Get out of my freaking right. school! But
0: but so your yeah. dad, your dad wanted to make disciplines.
1: Yeah, so he's a member of the Canadian Black Belt Hall of Fame, and uh, you know he's a full instructor under Dan Assanto who is one of the f- three certified black belts under Bruce Lee, and yeah. uh, you know that's just one of his stuff. But
0: uh, anyway, basketball. Yes, so back to <laughs> basketball. So we, so so Ryan yeah. and I love a feel good sports film, and this one. Really, really is that. Um, the story is, It's the movie's called Sweetwater. And, uh, oh, mm. before we go too far, hey, wait a minute. Let's back up. Speaking of sweet. Speaking of sweet. How about some flavor? Well, it's funny you say sweet because I have got with me today pineapple habanero from Heartbeat Hot Sauce. And we would like to thank Heartbeat Hot Sauce for being on this journey with us. Uh, we, we have renewed with them for another season. We absolutely love these guys. A great small batch fermenter company of hot sauce out of Thunder Bay, Ontario. And uh, they're just great. Great, great. And they're, Ryan, they're making so many moves in so many different areas of the world. It's so excited, exciting to be a part uh, of the team with them because not only they, uh, they've had a foothold in mixed martial arts for a while, but now they're getting into motorsports. Now they're getting into motocross. And uh, the world's waking up to this secret that we've known about for a while. So uh, Heartbeat Hot Sauce, definitely check them out. What do you got? What are you holding up?
1: Oh, I, I got a bunch. I got the Ryan Ellis uh, race car one. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Cause I live in a fast lane see, <laughs> and, uh, I have Jill pickle, which yeah, is the arguably my- the most popular yeah. flavor they have ever
0: made amongst my homies. Well, yes. that one and the blueberry habanero, those two are, mm. um, like they go, f- they go f- so fast in my house. They're like, they're, they're gone. And I just finished my last faster game. than the Ryan Ellis race car one faster than me in bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy uh but listen uh i i, I think people need to try uh, heartbeat hot sauce if you haven't tried it yet like we're mentioning all these different great flavors there's and what's great about it is on the back of the bottle you've got uh, your hot meter so you can go from like extra hot to like mild and um yeah they're just phenomenal hot sauce and if you use our promo code rockman 20 right below you will get 20 percent off your entire order so go check out heartbeat hot sauce uh, a great company that we love to work with here at uh the rockman power hour. and they are like we say the heartbeat of the rockman power hour and yes thanks again to our friends over at studio house designs um always trying to make us look fresh and we love their stuff as well so go check them out at studiohousedesigns.com okay
1: let's get let's get a little look at your chest there rockman words i don't say very often <laughs>
0: yeah right uh yeah, yeah this is hey,
1: buddy so this is the poly shore stack move that out of the way nice nice cool, right? Uh, you know what? Uh, that's what I love about this company. Like the, the the dedication that someone would make a shirt of a poly Shore stack. <laughs> I, know. I, I, I have a friend who's obsessed with Poly Shore. And the first thing I did when I saw that was send her the image, <laughs> you know, OMG. Like, right. All that.
0: Yeah. Well, that's it. And he's got uh, the designer. Cody um, has this thing where he does takes old VHS films, photographs them and makes like a stack shirt. And it's just really, really unique. So um, he should do the same thing with slaves on dope CDs. That would be a thin stack, but it would be, uh, yeah, it'd be weird. <laughs> thin but long. Uh, okay, so Sweetwater, <laughs> let's get on to that one. Uh, new film is called uh, Sweetwater. It is about Nathaniel Sweetwater Clifton, who uh, was actually uh, a star in the Harlem Globetrotters for years, and um, he ended up becoming the uh, the guy who changed the game of basketball by becoming the first African-American player to sign a contract in the NBA. And this was in 1950. Now, when you think of the NBA, Ryan, and you think that at one point the National Basketball Association, the NBA did not allow people of color to play in the league. Can you imagine that today? Like it makes uh, no J-
1: Jason, as sense. someone who doesn't watch professional sports, at first I was like, white guys play basketball? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's my thing. I'm like – you know, when I think of basketball, I think of Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Yep. Uh, the list this goes, goes, up, goes on. Magic Johnson,
0: Julius yeah. Irving, uh, Daryl yeah. Dawkins. I mean, you know, and and then there's always and 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 then there's always like Larry Bird,
1: and there's <laughs> some variant of the universe where this where Sweetwater doesn't happen and this doesn't go through. Yeah, like isn't isn't that crazy? How history does change, and you look at these moments, this monumental moments that fundamentally changed the world Mm -hmm. and i as a i as a person feel kind of crappy that i didn't know this guy was a thing yeah i always assumed that things were you know i i know change happens at some point but i didn't know when yeah and uh for such a monumental difference I I feel a little guilty about not knowing uh, this gentleman's name till now.
0: Well, it's pretty crazy when you think about it. Um, the stories, the stories, uh, obviously, a uh, it's such an important one on so many levels, like I mentioned before. But what mm-hmm. I love about this is that uh, we got to talk to the director, Dr. Martin Gigi, and um, you know just his obsession with this story when he found out about it and how long it took to make the film if i'm not mistaken he said it was almost 20 years so wow just the journey of having this script idea and then seeing it come to fruition and cross the finish line is amazing so we got a chance to talk to martin and we also got a chance to talk to carrie elwis and you know so carrie Ellis plays the owner of the new york knickerbockers um and uh okay sorry uh yeah no just
1: a hot take uh did not know that's what the knicks was short for yeah yeah it That's what they used to be called.
0: I don't think it would be quite the franchise it is today in the equivalent of cool. Yeah, it's kind of a it's a dated term. So I think they shortened it. But um, (laughs) so so Carrie always plays Ned Irish, who was the uh, the owner of the team. Uh, It's an all star studded cast. Uh, Eric Roberts is in it. Jeremy Piven is in it as well. Um, And of course, and of course, Everett Osborne, who who plays Sweetwater himself. Um, It's just it's just a great movie. I really enjoyed it it's coming out on April 14th. So, um, it's something I suggest people go check out, but without any further ado, why don't we go right into our interview with the director right now of Sweetwater. It's really nice to chat with you. Um, I, uh, I, you know, I love learning new things and I didn't know anything about this movie besides that it had to do with basketball. I had a lot of actors that I enjoyed, but then as I started watching it, I realized it touched on so many things that I loved. Cause I mean, I've been seeing the Globetrotters ever since I'm a kid. Um, my, my dad used to take me to the Globetrotters in Montreal. They would come every year. Uh, I continued the tradition with my kids. I actually ended up interviewing a couple of Globetrotters over the years. So to know that this story was rooted in the Trotters was amazing to find out. Um and then obviously everything else that the story begins to you know begins to tell and and the the historical significance what brings you to a project like this is it like me is it the passion of of things that you grew up with or or I mean h- how do you how does this fall on your lap or how do you create this
2: oh we share so much dna that's really interesting and i spent some years in a small town called middlebury vermont we used to come up to montreal all the time to actually be able to enjoy you know global entertainment right um Globetrad is so magnifique. <laughs> and uh um, bon. <laughs> and i do the same with my kids too the very similar dna we have and i and not unlike yourself have always gravitated i think a lot of moviegoers, it's an added spice or potentially what we really look for the most subconsciously in arts and entertainment is a story that uh, educates as well as entertains one that we right. haven't like, i love walking out of a theater or Seeing a movie, whether we I watch at home or wherever I am, that and I go like, ah, I, I didn't know that happened. How did that? Well, how, how come I didn't know that story? And, and I think that's a, a part of a responsibility as 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 a storyteller um, to share, seek out, and share. And for me, that's always been my touchstone Is to I always get turned on by original stories or or stories that are potentially under the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, because of uh, Jason, because of my love for. The game of basketball, starting out as a kid and continuing on now, um, my love for history. I mean, it was always an information buff. I was a, a, yeah. a paper. I was a paper boy as a kid. Same. And um, <laughs> wow. And I, I loved having the stats before any of my friends in school did. You know, yeah, I already, yeah. I would, I would know every game, whether it was baseball, basketball, the hockey, whatever it was. I could tell them, no, blah 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 blah. blah I got four, you know, fourteen assists or whatever it is. And so when I bumped into the story, I became intrigued and my life slowed down for a minute. And I realized that this story, there's something about it that I identify with so deeply in my DNA, I felt purpose and I dedicated time to it um, unconditionally. And according to people around me, potentially irrationally, (laughs) yet I just felt that I needed to know what happened. I mm. wanted to understand because I did find back in, in the 90s and in this NBA encyclopedia and at the Hall of Fame. It said that Earl Lloyd, Chuck Cooper, and Sweetwater Clifton were the first. Right. Oh, but it didn't tell you what what happened. How did Earl sure. Lloyd become the first to play Sweetwater, the first to play? Yeah. And so on and so forth, as the story tells, and I don't want to give it away. And it was so fascinating. And the characters around it. Every time I found something, Jason, every time I interviewed somebody, whether it was Will Chamberlain or Red Auerbach or, or uh, Pete Hamill or uh, family members, the Vanderways, the a Sweetwater's family, the Lapchiks. no matter who I interviewed and I got more information, I realized I was onto something. I thought, yeah. okay, this could be a book. Maybe it's a documentary, but it needs to be told. And I was doing it I, I, I selfishly for myself first. Right, I really wanted to know, <laughs> and then I, you know, I moved to LA and started. It became a, a feature film director at one point or another. I transitioned from documentary to filmmaking. Always been making music, and from time to time, I would tell, you know, the story of the anecdote, whether I'm having lunch with somebody or an executive or somebody. I thought, okay, maybe this person would want to help and get involved, and they were always intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's interesting. Anyway, to answer the the, the the long and short of it, maybe I'm answering several questions for you was that it took this long, I think, because there was so much information about it that had not been uh, documented. Yeah. And I I identified, sorry to interrupt, and I identified with, with it for all the right reasons, meaning that, wow, here's a piece of entertainment that also educates and could have positive impact.
0: So this is obviously a project that like, like, and this, you know, this is the st- this story is as old as the hills. This is a project, that you, a passion project for yours that you had for years.
2: Yeah. It started in uh, April of 95.
0: Wow. So to finally see it come to light and, you know, to be talking, you know, a guy like me who just saw the movie, it's got to be satisfying for you no matter what happens with it. It's just got to be satisfying that it crossed the finish line and that people are seeing it and,
2: and hearing the story. Uh, brings joy beyond words to my heart that I can't even describe. And it also- has um, solidified my choices in life that have to do with being a spiritual individual. Hmm. I'm a believer and also felt that a a connective tissue to a spirituality that I had never felt before. uh, You could call it guardian angels. You could call it true purpose, which is mentioned in the movie. Uh, I'm, Also, there is a certain sense of relief, but it's not relief. It's exhilaration. It's, you know, my passion for life and for what I do is now uh, on steroids, so to speak. Yeah,
0: yeah, sure. Um, I I, I think I can relate. I think I know what language you're talking to, but I don't want to say anything on the interview.
2: Um,
0: (laughs) I have a renewed, I've had a renewed uh, uh, passion for life over the last 30 years. I made some changes when I was 21 and my life totally went a different way. I'm so happy Um, to hear that, man.
2: We (laughs) share that. That's awesome.
0: But it's it, you know, it's what's great about this story is, and you know, again, it's so hard to talk about this without giving in, it anything away. I think at one point, um, I'm gonna be talking with my podcast partner about this. And we're gonna have to do a spoiler episode because there's so much to discuss. Oh, that's um, great. Let's do it. But there's there's th- the way this opens with the guy getting in the hack, um, you know, and and hey, turn that up and let's hear. It. And then the story is being told. Um, and you know that this story is being told in this taxi. But we're seeing it. It's just and and just the way everything is just wrapped up in a nice bow and presented is just it's just really really it's great storytelling. Um, but what what I found the most fascinating with this film was the, the the performances. You know you've got you've got some great actors in this movie. I mean, let, you know, let's not mince words. I mean, depending on where you're talking, you know, if you're talking about classics, you've got a guy who's who's involved in some classics. You've got a guy who's a modern. You know, he's just, Piven's a beast. You know, guys, guys in the thirties, I mean, you know, if they just, they just know him from Entourage, he's a beast. And then you got a guy like Carrie who from the nerd world, Princess Bride and, and, and Robin Hood men in tights, like he's, so just having this whole cast together committed to this. Um, and no one seems like they're phoning it in. They really, really seem like they're, um, they're really, really circling the main character um and just supporting them and it's just it just seems like everybody's really enjoying themselves so when when you're filming this and you see everybody's committed like this it, it must help to tell the story
2: in in, in a more convincing way well, amen to all of that by the way the 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 cab is a true story it was re- redacted to me by a reporter who wow. actually experienced that and um yeah the blessing also was to have Uh, these hypersensitive uh, creators, actors who are gifted, but also have a pedigree and a hypersensibility to the fragility of this story. Mm -hmm. Everett Osborne, who plays Sweetwater Clifton and is a newcomer and is brilliant. He really is. And who's going to have a long career after this. I'm sure he'll he'll change his number and I'll have to to (laughs) do a lot of research to find it um he he really uh, and i think all the actors will attest to this he brought his game so to speak he really elevated i remember the first scene that we shot with him um you know jeremy piven turned to me and he said okay you know yeah yeah. i got to bring my a game too yeah sure and it's similar with pollock similar with dreyfus and there was a camaraderie there was an exchange of creativity uh, my stylistically as director, I utilized the screenplay simply as a map, and I know that every everybody's gonna bring their life experience to it. and that was the um, methodog- methodological approach to this that was our algorithm. And uh, it, it was both intense, emotional. There were tears on set, there were laughter on set and not and, and potentially in the in, in the areas that exist in the film. And uh, and for and what the greatest uh, fulfillments for me in this in this journey has been that my kids, who are uh, creators themselves, had they grown up in Vermont, they would probably be tapping ma- maple syrup. But they've grown up in LA, and so they they love the the art of of creativity and the impact that it had on them to understand an idea, harvesting, nurturing. And then, most importantly, manifesting how how it takes a community to do that uh, was probably the, the 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 greatest fulfillment for me, other than knowing that this story will will impact you know generations to come in a positive way. Uh, incidentally, your 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 kids are blessed that you're their dad.
0: <laughs> I really really appreciate you taking the time uh, to give me the wrap up, but thank you so much. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to people seeing this, and uh, and good job. It was really really a great great film.
2: Oh. Jason, thank you, man. I had so much fun just hanging, chatting here. I feel like we've known each other a few hundred years.
0: I'll find you. <laughs> All right, right on, brother. Thanks, man. Seems like
1: a real passionate fellow and uh really, really genuinely nice person. And it's nice to know that this journey is so fulfilling to him and that, uh, you know, uh, this long-form game of making this film was worth it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, again, like we were saying at the beginning of this, there's something about a feel-good story that just makes you feel good and and it's mm. and it's when he's talking about the reason why people wanted to be attached to this project is because people didn't know this story and when people found out the story they're like well i, I want to tell we, i want to be a part of this like imagine stories like this like a story that monumental that important that kind of gets thrown away and lost in history you know yeah. and you know not not to give anything away but he didn't end up being the first african-american to play no he, you know, he was by just, a technicality, by a technicality but, you know, but yeah, and but he was the first to sign a contract. And and you know, and even in signing that contract, you see that he still kind of got screwed over. But um, we all know about bad weather screwing people over, but anyway,
1: that that is that is an explanation that you're gonna have to watch the movie, everybody, to actually know what the heck we're talking about
0: 100%. And um, and and I just I love the way this film is wrapped in the beginning and the end, the way it's kind of bookended with this guy getting into a cab. Yeah. You know, and just the way that's done. And and it's one of these things where you start off, well, I'm going to tell you a story and then he ends off and ends up with the story being told. And and just that whole middle part, just the way it was crafted was, was, it was just really nice. And it was nice. It was like sewn up with a nice bow d- delivered and easy to digest. And it, you just walk away from that feeling like you learned something. You feel like you, you, um, you saw some great performances too. So kudos to, uh, to Martin for knocking that out of the park. Now, one of the actors in this film, uh, I was extremely excited to chat with, as you know, because we're both big, big fans of pop culture. Uh, yeah. We're both big fans of Stranger Things. We're fans of Robin Hood: Men in Tights. We're fans of The Princess Bride. So the fact that we have Carrie Elwes on the podcast is huge for both of yeah. us. I know that. Oh yeah. And all I kept thinking about when I was when I was sitting across from him was like, a this man just exudes kindness. He just exudes kindness, class, everything about him. Um, he's just, you know, when someone's just really well put together and they make you feel good. He I, That's exactly how I felt as soon as I got on Zoom with him. And then I immediately felt horrendously ugly because this man. Uh, I was going to say,
1: you're making me feel good. Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, there's this joke on Friends where Brad Pitt's on it and Chandler's like, hey, man. And he's like, oh, I I don't think my self-esteem can handle anybody seeing us stand next to each other. Yeah. and uh, You know it the uh, same thing applies to here i'm comfortable seeing karyoas on a comic Con stage where I am safely 20 feet away and nobody can make the, uh, face facial, uh, comparison.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, I know. I mean, yes, he's a very, he's, he's a very beautiful man. There's no doubt, but, um, but he's beautiful yeah. inside and out and you can see that. A and beautiful soul. Really, truly. And everybody that met him when we had him at comic con said the mm-hmm. same thing. They just walked away oh, yeah. going, what a great experience. Like what a nice guy. And it was nice. Cause when he does his experience at comic cons, he, 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 he's roped off. Like he's kind of curtained yeah. off. So you can't, that can be perceived as like oh he's arrogant no because he wants that to be an intimate experience that you have with him that not everyone's gawking at and i get it now i get it yeah. now after spending 10 minutes with him um he mm. was just just a really really nice guy so uh let's let's not you know keep anyone in suspense anymore a huge moment for us as nerds <laughs> and uh, of course the one of the main actors in this film carrie Elwis from sweetwater right here on the rock and power hour
3: I hope my all my stuff behind me. Carry I think it's fabulous, <laughs> Jason. What a collection! Let me just lean in before we start and see what you've got there.
0: I've got a lot um, of uh, a lot of art toys back there. I've got some. Very cool. Some
3: sports wow. memorabilia there. I love Muhammad it. Ali. Yeah. So this is oh, where wow, they. Wow, Muhammad Ali! I'm going to Louisville uh, tomorrow. Okay. So I'm going to go to the museum. I got to go. I'm, oh, nice! Yeah. I got the privilege of meeting Ali many many years ago. To, really. To, to, Yeah, I know. We're going to burn burn our
0: 10 minutes. Yeah, go for it. I want to hear it. (laughs) All right.
3: So it was Rocky, I don't know, four or something like that. And it was Times Square at at a sports bar. I can't remember the name of it. And I was invited and I went. And there he was sitting with two huge bodyguards either side of him. Yeah. And they were so uh, intimidating that no one approached him and and even some people who tried they these guys were like hey you know yeah and i thought you know i grew up idolizing this guy like all of us you know and yeah. i thought oh my god i have to say hi i have to and so i started to walk forward and these two men literally the size of the berlin wall came and went no 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 you know and i and he saw me and he went no oh, no it's okay it's okay and he recognized me and and let me come and take a picture with him. And I got to tell you, meeting him in person, he fulfilled all of your dreams. He was just as beautiful and lovely and personable and delightful and charismatic as you could possibly hope Muhammad be. He was just all of the things more. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Well,
0: it, and it's funny because I, I work for some Comic Cons in Canada. I'm a spokesperson for Montreal, Ottawa, Quebec, and Winnipeg. Right on. And you've love been loved our shows. Love, and love I love
3: Canada, love Montreal. And you've
0: had that same effect on a lot of people that have met you. So, and, oh. and I, ima- I imagine you learned that from your
3: experience meeting your hero. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, it's one of those beautiful things. Thank you for saying that, by the way. It's one of those beautiful things in my profession that, in our profession, that we get to meet our heroes, you know? And, Gosh, it's great when they they live up to your your yeah. hopes and and dreams, isn't it? Isn't and, it? Su- and it sucks when they don't. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't focus on those.
0: No, we don't. Um, I want to talk to you about the movie. Uh, yes. I got to see it yesterday. Uh, I got a, a a really lovely chance to chat with Martin, um, who's just such a great guy, and he just exudes yeah. so much passion for the game of basketball. Was yeah. was it was it him and his passion for this project that lured you in? Because I would imagine that would be if i was an actor looking for some work or, or having stuff pitched at me if i met him i would be pretty much sold
3: well i was sold on on the script sure before i met him right um, because it was such a beautiful story and, and one that i didn't know about and it checked all the boxes for me that in terms of having social cultural and historical relevance so uh and when i met him and, and he told me that he'd had this this project for 28 years. I yeah. thought my God, that's an incredible passion. I definitely have to be on board. You know, right. that that has to be a, a world record for a director, <laughs> you know? All, I know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've got a visitor. Um Hi, who's Is that? It's my dog June. She always comes Hi, to Hi, June. Me. So it's you know, when I when I'm talking with him um yesterday and um and like you said, I didn't know anything about this story. And that, I think, is so hard nowadays with all the information that we get and that, you know, so much at our fingertips to not know Sweetwater's story. And also having been a huge Globetrotter fan when I was a kid. Um, it was just It was just so fun to to learn something new and see the cultural significance of him being signed to the NBA.
3: Yeah, you know, none of us on the cast, including Everett, who is wonderful in the movie, by the way, um, none of us knew about Sweetwater. And, you know, I had the privilege of interviewing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar before I started the picture. And I told him I was working on it. He said, Carrie, that's probably one of the more important films you'll ever make. And I said, why? He said, because I wouldn't exist without Sweetwater. And nor would Magic Johnson or Michael Jordan or Kobe or LeBron or any of these guys. We all stand on this man's shoulders. And so it occurred to me that he's revered among these giants and yet relatively unknown elsewhere. And... That's another important reason why his story has to be told. And I think um, you know the fact that there's so
0: many great, great actors involved with this project. I mean, you know, you yeah. yourself, you've got Jer- you. Jeremy Piven, who is just a yeah. you know, firecracker, and then to yeah, have yeah. Dreyfus there, it's just, yeah. it's, uh, it was a real pleasure to watch, and it felt like everybody brought their A game.
3: Yeah, you know, uh, you, you any, anything other than your A game is, is is not acceptable in our profession, is it Right. really? And so, you know, and especially when you're telling a story that that's irrelevant and important, you want to make sure you get it right. You only get one shot at it. Yeah. yeah. And we were fortunate in casting this wonderful young man, Everett Osborne, to play yeah. the role. I mean, he's not only terrific in it, but he's an incredible athlete. Yeah. I mean, to have that combination <laughs> of a guy who can not only act, but can play basketball on the level of being almost pro, Yeah. it, it was unheard of. And so we, we, we'd have no movie without, you know?
0: Yeah. And there, there has to be something said about Everett. I mean, he just really, really brings this this um, this energy to the role. And yeah. um, immediately you're lured in. I mean, just, I don't know, it's something about his face, something about him. Everything. He, just, he, has, he has the it, the it factor. Yeah,
3: he's got it. You're absolutely right.
0: Um, you know, it's funny to watch a movie like this. I'm 52. I've seen these kind of stories my whole life in a way that seems like something that you know i have two kids they would look at this and go really dad like this ever mattered like why would anybody ever care about somebody's color but we're facing a lot of these same issues right now with, 100%
3: with
0: you know with rights with, with people's rights that are being taken away in the us so it's it's amazing how these stories always seem like how could that have ever happened but these stories are always continuing to evolve as we continue to evolve um and and it's nice to see somebody be able to look back on this and go Wow, that was actually a thing. Like can you imagine the NBA without black players? I mean, it yeah. makes no, no sense. No, it's absurd.
3: It makes no sense and God bless the NBA for getting behind the project too. You know, yeah, it's 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 weird that we we live in a time now where there are some states that are trying to ban African American studies. And uh, you know, to me, it's a complete anathema. I mean, you know, <laughs> African American studies are American history. African-American history is is American. It's got, it's right there in the title. Right. And so, you know, it's, it's ironic that trying to ban books. I have a 15 year old daughter and she said to me, dad, it's so silly because none of us get our information from books today. It's all on our phones. And what are they going to do? Take our phones away. Right. So it's, it's absurd really. Yeah. But you know, these stories need to be told. They need to be told. We need to honor this man and, 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 and make sure that we 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 teach people. We're we're so fortunate to be in an industry that can both entertain and educate. And so yeah, we need to yeah. And and when you look at the character that
0: you played, I mean, uh, th- there were always people in history that 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 did do that. And even Abe, you know, the coach. of the uh, the, the trotters i mean there are people that had to always walk that line where they had to kind of appease the people that were still in that old world but saw that there was a future saw that there was a change and and that's always a tough place to be because when you're firmly planted on one side it's easier but when you're straddling and you're still trying to force change you're always in a tough position
3: it's a very 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 interesting observation jason you're absolutely right because these guys were operating out of fear yeah yeah they were bound by archaic rules and regulations, and yet they understood the, the how ridiculous they were in the end. And that, you know, for Ned, you know, he started out as a guy who was purely interested in the color green, mm-hmm. not, not any other color. And then I think once he met Sweetwater, and and, and Latchick was a, an important part of changing his mind, but once he met him and realized this guy was serious about, it, about playing the game he realized he needed to be on the right side of history
0: yeah and i mean you know he was a great player too let's not you know that that when i don't want to give anything away but when he plays his first game you clearly see that he's leaps and bounds above everybody on that court. (laughs) Uh, lastly i've got to ask you this because i know we're going to probably have to wrap up soon and i'm a big cigar fan Uh are you a cigar fan or was I that know, a sport? Was I it a stretch? Was do... it a
3: stretch for you to do that? No, I I picked that because you know N- Ned came up through sports uh, as a, a sports reporter with with Damon Runyon, and I grew up watching all of Run, you know, guys and dolls and things like that. So I wanted to give him that Runyon esque flavor to to him, yeah, right. And I thought a cigar was the perfect thing for for a promoter, and uh, yeah, it
0: kind of worked. Did you enjoy it at all? Or was it like oh, you couldn't wait to just be done? <laughs> um, thank you so much for taking the time. And I and I just wanted to say, because um, I do have you on here, um, you know, if Robin Hood men in tights um, such a, oh, you know, you. and I'm such a big Mel Brooks fan and talk yeah. about a guy that got the idea of pushing the boundaries early on i mean
3: yeah by making it look ridiculous
0: yeah exactly and you know it's important that someone's able to see a movie like blazing saddles and realize the absurdity in it and that mel had this mad hat mel had this vision to be able to say i'm going to put it right in your face to show you how stupid some of this stuff is yeah well
3: you could never make that picture today
0: no but it has cultural significance because it was just uh, so hundred percent
3: thanks for taking the time Uh, absolute pleasure always chatting with you and uh and all the best Thank you. And you too. Thank you for, for, for having me. All right.
0: Thanks.
1: Yeah. I didn't know the last name Irish was ever a last name ever. <laughs> Nevertheless, an important owner of a French, uh, an NBA franchise in the 1950s yet
0: here we are. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's, an, yeah. it's a, it's a last name and um, and, and it's crazy because what I read was that James Kahn originally was supposed to be in this film. Mm. Um, he was Ned Irish and, uh, oh, no. and that he had passed. So, um, Carrie L was stepped in. That's what I heard. That's w- w- th- rumors through the grapevine was that he was involved and then he kind of, um, he had kind of had to, to step back. But, um, uh, th- the other performance that needs to be, um, definitely needs to be talked about is, uh, is Kevin Pollock, um, who plays Abe Saperstein, the owner of the, uh, the Harlem Globetrotters okay yeah he, he was yeah. great he was great yeah and the thing about the globetrotters was that you know and the globetrotters were and still are are just amazing to see i mean if you've never yeah. it's kind of, for me it was like it's like a rite of passage for every kid like they gotta go see the you, you gotta go see the globetrotters once in your life they're just it's amazing what they can do and the fact that they were going around like a traveling vaudeville show early on um just blowing people away on any stage they could And, and that they've cemented that legacy and they're still, but they're players that came out of the globetrotters that went to the NBA. Do you know? So, and you, you think of it now and it's like all the hot dogging and the showboating and all that stuff that came into the league was born out of the globetrotters.
2: (laughs)
1: That's, that's actually really fascinating too, because I just take for granted that basketball is the way it is and has always been. And there was a time before that, and um, just to say, everybody, this is really not a mild spoiler, but like when he does start playing the game, and he's kind of using his, uh, you know, Harlem Globetrotter style of playing, and because the referees have never seen moves like that before, they kept calling fouls, and it's always yeah. frustrating because I'm I am aware of the modern perception of basketball versus then and i'm like what do you mean that's not traveling they do that all the time yeah and uh you know but when you're the first person to do something under that kind of spotlight then uh you know you have a bunch of old school people very set in their way scratching their heads being like that's not how you play basketball and i think that's important for the world to just say that's not the way how you do it." it because it's just like add 50 years and you know let's not let, let's not bury our heads in the sand about certain things because it's uh you know you never know in 50 years when you're on the wrong side of the history
0: yeah that's that's just what ends up happening in in, in anything you know when you when you look at and and it's funny because I, I i bring that up I, I can't remember if it was with martin or it was with carrie i brought up how this story um now seems like well of course that would have happened but back then you know yeah. it was a huge deal and that's and every generation deals with um, with these changes and with things that you know, there's always somebody that's on the forefront pushing to have change made, and 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 everyone mm. looking at it up and going, "No, you're wrong." So, uh, it's just a great uplifting story. So, I'm really, really grateful to uh, to have both of those gentlemen on with us today. Um, and I. Oh, think- sorry. Could we just mention Jeremy Piven and how much he kicked ass? Oh him? yeah, I mean, listen, we were supposed yeah. to have him on the podcast, but there was a schedule okay. issue. I was kind yeah, of bummed yeah. about that. It would have been really uh-huh. nice to have him, but yes, Jeremy Piven is. I mean, Jeremy Piven. He brings his A game all the time. He's just great. He's great, yeah. And uh, and I and I like the fact that everybody committed to this. You know, they all seem committed. Everyone that's there, no one seems like they're just there for the pay- paycheck. They're they're everyone is committed to the film, and it and it shows. So yeah, Jeremy, yeah. even I mean, God. He's for me. He's Ari Gold forever. He's always going to be that guy. And, and <laughs> Lloyd, I love love <laughs> love Ari Gold. Love love Ari Gold. Uh, all right, so we will see you next time on the Rockman Power. A big big thanks to our sponsor, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Definitely check them out at heartbeathotsauce.com and use our promo code Rockman twenty, and you will get twenty percent off your entire order. Also, thanks to our um our uh, sponsors, Studio House Designs as well. Go check them out at studiohousedesigns dot com. Thanks to AKG for helping us sound great on this podcast. And thanks to all of you for uh, joining us on the journey. If you enjoy the podcast, please like subscribe, uh, hit that bell and uh, you'll be alerted as when new episodes drop. and uh, And let us know in the comments what you like, what you dislike, what you might want to see on the podcast, who you might like us to speak to. We're always open to suggestions. Uh, and thanks to my co-host Ryan Stick. Thank you to Julia Kjirski, our producer, and to all of you for joining us on this journey and we'll see you next time on the Rockman Power Hour.